Well, hello everyone. Uh, once again, we are on the podcast in Aves. Uh, again, we have a, a guest from uh, South America. This time is 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 Luis Luis Felipe from Brazil. Uh, he's joining today for for talking about the industry of AEC. We're gonna talk about uh, how we see the industry, what are the things that are changing the industry, and welcome everyone and welcome Luis. How are you? Hi, um, I'm great. Thank you for receiving me here in the Abyss podcast. And um, let's go. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, AIC industry. Yeah. So the we're gonna we're gonna start uh, as you know in this podcast we mainly talk about technology. So the idea is uh, we're gonna give us give give and share the point of view that we have for the industry and how it's going to evolve. How what are the main things that are changing? And let's start let's start with this uh, with this idea first, please. Like uh, how technology is been affecting our industry, and what are the things that uh, you believe that are the best for the industry in terms of technology to be included? Like how how does, should the industry operate now before like versus how the industry used to operate before? Yes. Um... I think that the the AI industry is passing to to a big change right now. There is a lot of resistance as any change. Changes are a very difficult process in in every level, uh, macro and levels or micro level. So uh, it's a big industry as well, and it's very conservative. So we have this. This we have to keep this in mind to analyze all the things that are going through that we are going through right now. And I, I guess that uh, the industry is passing through a really big change in technology, but uh, some technologies have been really helpful to to the industry to evolve, like computer vision or things like uh, artificial intelligence and uh, uh, virtual reality and augmented reality. These, these technologies in, in construction itself has been really helpful to, to people to make better products and, and delivering time and, and make better planning itself and executing the, 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 the construction. And in terms of projects, I think that uh, we have been achieving a lot with BIM and BIM, well, has been the future since 76, actually, because of East Chuckman with this famous article about the, that system that could create everything and so on. So uh, I guess that uh, BIM has been taking the, the market more and more and people are getting to know more and more. And uh, I think that the, the big step now is BIM. We are still in that phase of adopting BIM worldwide. And, uh, yeah. and as the, in the same time, we are evolving. Much, I see a lot of people evolving with programming applied to AEC and various uh, situations and languages, Python, C Sharp. Are and there is a lot of data science as well helping 
construction uh, to and and constructors and you know companies to develop better products and and I think that the the way is going right now it's uh I think in two years or four years five years the the companies that are not using uh, computer science or data science or artificial intelligence will be possibly will be very very uh, affected to this to this evolving this rapidly evolving yeah yeah that's that's like a really really nice point that you have there because uh, uh just like you were saying like everything's changing now and, and the industry and the technology that we use for for construction nowadays is completely different to to the previous uh, version of architecture yeah. and construction where people normally use a sketch or there was no data in, involved in the projects or no, no one really was uh, paying attention yeah. to it even if it, the data already existed because exactly. at the end there was some kind of data but um yeah i think i think like uh with the evolution of of uh the technology and the evolution of the way of thinking i i, I think every company even if it's a small company or a big company should be trying to get involved with the technology yeah. and how to use it for the project right because uh it's, it's like a like the things that one person can do using like a beam model or using properly a 3d model producing properly data is uh it's normally the amount of uh, work that you will you will you you require before like an army of yeah. people just sitting there like to do an operation and today is, it's coming really easy you know like and and this comes with another question that I want to talk about, like, where do we see the industry moving now, like nowadays, you know, uh, I, I completely agree that we have this, um, we have all this technology, but I, I think one, one of the main uh, things that we're going to start like looking changing is uh, the construction site itself, you know, nowadays we have these uh, scanning last lasers or uh, robots that do the scanning process for us. Uh, we have, we have drones, mm -hmm. uh, that help us to create like cloud points really fast to understand like a structure, a project, or something else. So, how do you see that site uh, changing apart from these uh, new new robots that we have on it? Do you see a lot of robotics fabrication? What what is your image like vision for this? Well, uh, by what I see uh, in the internet and in companies and articles, I think that robotics will be really uh, a great achievement in construction, and it's also a great worry as uh, as any. When you talk about robotics, there is a lot of things involved. Uh, we we can talk about the the role of companies, and uh, you know that the, this is the main objective when you go into robotics. Everybody want a return of their investment, and so and at the same time you have uh, these other part that there is a lot of workers and i think that robotics can be very good and effective in every sector but i think that there is it has to be a lot of politics as well to to specialize these people that will be unemployed i think that unemployment is a is a worry when we talk about robotics and this kind of stuff and in in the land and site work, I guess that uh, drone has been one of the greatest achievements of these times in in three D scanning as well. 
it has been really optimizing the information that we have about the size, the site, and uh, I think that the future will, will be really using all the kind of technologies and robotics will be very, very useful for companies to make better products and clients have better homes and, and better constructions. I guess that it will really, it's already revolutionizing, right? But uh, I think that we'll, we'll see a lot of, a lot of things to, to, to appear, I guess. It will appear a lot of new things uh, as the time passes, I guess. Yeah, so I, I really I really agree also with you that the construction side will be tremendously affected in the coming years. Uh, everything is changing uh, really fast. That's something that uh, yeah. it's good I think for for the, for AEC because we were like an industry that was left behind when everyone was just uh, you know doing all these automation process, uh, starting to use robotics to to build stuff and construction just kind of like kept on the same. Kind of like workflow for, for a while still still many in many parts of the world and many cities like even if they have like a the, the opportunity to use like a scanning in buildings and stuff there's buildings yet that they are not really using any of this so i think right now we are living in this kind of like uh, the beginning of the transition for the industry and the construction side one of the things that i find uh, as well that uh, are going to be like uh we, that that technology allows to do is that we can start like doing a lot of uh, fabrication or prefabrication before we go to the to the site. You know, like normally, uh, you know, people finish like the 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 concrete part of the project and then they start like putting the floors and because uh, there was like so much uh, difference between what was on the drawings versus what was on the on the site. Yeah. And I think like the precision that we are getting nowadays for building projects is uh, thanks to the technology that we have is allowing us to actually build uh, and have a, a different planning on how we operate the logistics in the project. So we can actually build before we need the the, the pieces inside, yeah. and we can just do that all with the with these great tools that we have, such as Dynamo, uh, such as uh, uh, well maybe as well as Grasshopper, and then. All, all the with Python, you can really process your data and understand and and put everything together in a really really smooth way, yeah. <laughs> uh, compared to what we have before. So the so the industry is, is well, the industry is changing, but the side I think is one of the one of the things that are still um, evolving in a way, and yeah. it's going to evolve like drastically. At the end of the day, uh, we we kind of need the or our end goal of our job is kind of uh, build something, right? Yeah. As architects or engineers and constructors. So, uh, do you do you see do you see uh, the industry and the architects and the? Okay, so AC is normally known as architects, architects, engineers, and uh, and constructors, right? Uh, builders. But do you see any other like field coming to the industry in the in the next years, like an, another kind of like discipline that will will become part of the AEC industry? Well, I think that the the facilities, the the, the part of facilities, the operational part is not so included uh, in the the industry. I would say because there is not not 
people don't talk about really about the, the operational part of a building, the life cycle of a building. Uh, when we in when we 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 went to BIM, when we started to to know the tech, the methodology and what it proposed, it was something that was new and it, it was included, right? I, I don't think that people talked really from the AIC industry about facility man management uh, before being get uh, get this fame, you know. So I think that one one main sector yeah. that would, would go really fast and, and will be part of all of the construction. It's the, the operations, you know, the operation of the buildings. The, and in, in, inside of that, there is a lot of technologies that can be applied like IoT and digital screens. And yeah. the, it's another big field to be explored yet, you know, and digital twins, we are, we are a little early on this, but I think that the, as the same other technologies and as the the thing of programming in in companies in five years probably will have a a bigger search for this kind of services and automation. Yeah. And I think that operations will be really included uh, the next years. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's another great great point you have there because uh, um, at the end of the day, operation facility management for projects is basically it's taking care of the whole life cycle uh, assessment of the building. Exactly. So so yeah. people think that uh, once they finish the building, uh, like architects or engineers, they finish the building and they're like, okay, we we're done, we have the project. But you actually have a building that is going to be there at least for eighty years now, uh, if. It's and just to say a small a small number. I think buildings are going to start. Well, big buildings are are even longer. Like we're talking about hundreds of years for the life of a building. Maybe a building lives more than a human, <laughs> and um and that's so 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 important to take care of. You know, like knowing what's what's the what are the uh all the what what is all the cost and what is the requirements for this building to operate and to provide the service that uh, the building is designed for? Uh, with COVID, I guess we are looking at again at a big change on how big buildings were used to create offices, maybe like most of them, uh, working spaces or environments for people. And nowadays, I think buildings are going to to change to to provide a different activity for, for the humans and for people to experience something different rather than just uh, go to every building and sit down in front of, of, of a computer <laughs> as normally they are done. But uh, but one thing that I would like to talk also as well about this facility management is about Kobe. Uh, Kobe is, is, is a really great uh, method. Uh, uh, it's quite linked to what is BIM and it's... Uh, it's uh, this method. It helps to cover and unify all the information properly that you have in a model. Like I was, yeah. I was talking with a person like a uh, like a couple of months ago, and he told me like uh, he he been listening for Kobe for about fifteen years, something like that, ten years for a while, but he still didn't understand what was Kobe about, and. Uh, <laughs> It is. It is a quite. Uh, yeah, it's a. It's a. It's quite complex process. Uh, 
but uh and he told and i remember he he mentioned like nah but like all this stuff about kobe is just like uh nobody understand it and nobody use it and stuff like this right because it is quite complex it is a, a dif it's difficult to have properly a model with all the data that you require so you can actually create a kobe uh, workflow inside a, inside a model yeah. as well so i think this this is really important like um even even if people is developing beam and uh, and it's developing models or it's really important that you understand that uh, the data that lives inside the model has to be really uh, proper data like really structured depending as well on the level of the model the level of the project the the, the objectives and and all these uh, details that you have but i think kobe uh, that is related to facility management and uh, operations it's one of the it's a great method for people to get involved to understand because it, it is a way that you can understand a project just by looking data and not by, by looking the shape or the form of a project and if you understand this data between the models that you have you you are able to provide and give a, a piece of information that will be easy to to understand the complexity of a project as a, as any other, as any project, you know, once you you put a project in in Beam, no, it doesn't matter if it's just a house or if it's a really big big building. Uh, yeah. Both of them, they have tons of information that uh, if you link together, uh, things are supposed to be easier, right? With the yes, with the operation. I don't know. You have you have you have you are you related with Kobe, Luis? Have yes, seen? I have. I have messed a little with the, some Kobe files and have made some training some training with, with Kobe and I think really it's really hard to understand uh, at uh, at a, the beginning and it's really it, it and it's don't have a, a I would say an accessible language for for everyone it's, I think that is a lot to be to evolve to evolve uh, the concept of the Kobe as well uh, okay. And I think it's a case that we can could even compare to the what happened right now. That was the the LOD uh, has been uh, killed, right? So, <laughs> so the yeah. level of detail was was killed, and now we have uh, the level of information needed. Yeah. And so it's it's something that is going. It's it's evolving. It's alive. It's a it's a document that. It's a it's a file that will be evolving across the time, and I think that there is a lot to evolve. And uh, but well, it it works right now. It works and it works pretty well. And uh, but but I guess that we, it will come much better as as the time passes. So yeah, it's, Kobe, it's 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 amazing. You know, it's <laughs> it's a very organized way to. To, organ, to to have the information of a building and you have all the details of everything and this can really uh, improve the operation of a building. And as I said, the, the question of operation of a building has also, I think that has also influenced uh, positive, positively to, to sustainable, uh, to sustainability and, and zero net buildings and this kind of approaches. Uh, as we are thinking more about the operation of a building, we are also thinking about applying these approaches uh, with more 
building more sustainable and proposing more sustainable buildings in our projects. And this, this is going to be yeah. huge, I guess, as well as, as, as time passes. Yeah, totally. Like um, uh, right now at, uh, in the team of Avis, uh, the, the company that we have founded with, uh, with some colleagues, we just uh, include uh, a, a couple of people that uh, specialize in sustainability and energy efficiency, which yeah. uh, we are thinking as well that uh, it's a domain or a part of the industry that is just is just recently changing as well sustainability and how you you really need to understand a model uh, to create properly the sustainability of the project. So. That this is something that uh, I I've been thinking for a while, and I, I just recently started to see that now we can combine the information between the models that are beam and the models that are used to create an analysis, such as like solar radiation, such as uh, wind conditions, thermal conditions. But uh, but the great thing that we have now is that uh, we're finally getting the tools, and well, I know the tools exist for a while as well, some of them, but. Uh, now we can actually combine the data with all the with all the workflows that we have. And if if you really understand and combine the information, uh, that's how you actually obtain properly sustainability. Otherwise, you are just uh, you know when I was in university, I remember like uh, I'm talking about uh, 13 years ago when I was just starting the my, my career or something like that. It was a, a while ago, but I remember we have this um, uh, sustainable. Uh, uh, class and the professor was giving us all this kind of like uh, advice about how to understand the sun, how to understand the wind, how does a uh, how does a traditional techniques of uh, the having small versus big windows uh, create like a an effect inside the building and, and things like this. But um, yeah. compared to what we have today, is that was just super simple, and now we can really. <laughs> go and understand like uh, exactly the point where the sun is going to be the, the have the the greatest load or the greatest yeah. amount of impact in the building uh, through the whole year right and that's like uh, that's so powerful compared to what we have uh, previously and and I think these tools are helping us to get to that point exactly where you're saying like uh, achieving sustainability and and another thing that I think is it's kind of like uh, changing as well. It's materials, materials for construction, for industry. Those, those are. Uh, uh, oh my God! Every time, like I'm doing a project, I, I still like people. Like, is once you go for the materials and you start looking at the materials and the things that are coming, uh, these things they never stop evolving, right? Like, yeah. uh, so there's concrete is just like the base of everything, but then. If you go for wood, then you have now all these crazy types of woods and super uh, crazy um, mixes or, or compounds of wood that allows yeah. you to have wood for like 100 years, something like that. And you're like, oh, that's that's pretty nice, you know? Yeah, it's great, really. And, uh, and I think that in terms of timber and wood and, and you know, we have the bamboo and bamboo in the tropicals are, are something that's really uh, a little unexplored yet. And, and I think that it's a very good material for construction. You, you have studies that compare bamboo to, to the efforts of uh, steel. So 
it's 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 very nice as well and it grows like grass because it's uh it's uh it's from the family species of, of grass mm -hmm. and it's and it's really sustainable and and i think that bamboo is as well as is a very good construction material and not yet used in it we see some projects sometimes in, in Malaysia and in Oriental countries that are amazing using bamboo and using parametric methods as well. And, yeah. and, and I think that this is uh, one other material that is going to, to really uh, be used the next couple of years, I guess. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because I, I, think, I think as well the the size of the buildings now with COVID uh, has has been put in a stop. I think the industry uh, and, and with the previous podcast and the people that I have talked, uh, we all agree that uh, industry right now is is taking a, not a break, I wouldn't say a break or, or fully stop, but it's taking a, a massive transition on how, how everything was um, visualized. Yeah. So, I think buildings, as just like you were saying, the the we are changing from from buildings, so like doing really big stuff to doing like maybe more public space, uh, maybe developing a different kind of infrastructure that uh, didn't exist uh, previously because uh, efforts yeah. were were putting on on doing other stuff. Uh, for example, here in Mexico City, uh, we have this uh, this main street that we call Periferico. It's like the one of the uh, biggest avenues, but that avenue has like two floors of cars. <laughs> so it's like two lines, one like, and it's just, uh, it's like um, three, six, ten, it's like around 10 to 15 lanes in, in the, in, in the yeah. bottom. And then you have another floor with like another, like six lanes or something like that. So it's just like a huge amount of concrete just for cars, you know, like yeah. a, it's a, a crazy project. And uh, and I'm not I'm not uh, originally from this city, so when I came here, living to live, uh, I look at this at this uh, at this structure just for cars, and I was thinking, oh my god, like how how is this possible that <laughs> we yes. invest like uh, all this all this amount of structure in in something that was uh, that is basically for cars and cars in the future? I think uh, it's another thing that I think are going to start like. Not disappearing because uh, transport is not going to disappear but yeah. with the technology that we have now i think mm -hmm. we're going to start seeing more and more uh public transport with proper conditions uh uh operating it uh itself without the need the, without the need of a driver and stuff like that so i think i think that's something that um the public space uh and the infrastructure for cities is going to be drastically move as well not just um not just the buildings not just the, the technology that we have but the but the main public space that we have for 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 us to share you know yes hoping, hoping that uh that this uh public space and the and the and the and the transport like affects the way the citizens live you know uh yeah. so let's see how those how that goes what what do you think about this uh using technology for the infrastructure of cities? Yeah, I think that uh, cars will be like a, a luxury to have <laughs> in some years. It, it, because you only, it's like, it will be like the, the same status as a helicopter, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> because like, we want really something to, 
to yourself, you know, because yeah. uh, I think that as we evolve as society, as we evolve uh, in every ways, and you know, and not only in technology, we we start to question some things, and and I guess that the car, as you said, it's a, it's it was really good to 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 you know to to drive us around and everything but it's it's really something that will be in the past i think in in some years from now and uh, i don't have no doubt about that actually because the personal use of cars has been also damaging a lot our environment yeah. and as you said we have already Cities that are made more for cars than for people, and that's that's really wrong in in, in, yeah. uh, in various ways. You know, it's not good for our health. It's not good for for the society, and uh, a lot of people is has been uh, has been you know dying because of pollution and cancer and all these things. And we, it's something that really it's a it's a one-way road you know we, we only we have to care about this and i think that uh, the the best way would be even something like to to make some some consciousness to, to create the consciousness on the people about all these kinds of things and the, the companies as well and and politicians and i i think that really uh the infrastructure will evolve and automation will be part of our daily lives more than today because we already live in a in an automation era i would yeah. say you know when we access our smartphones when we we join a, a meeting in zoom there is <laughs> everything involves uh technology and automation and and Possibly we'll have we'll have the oh we have that technology as well the the I forgot the name but the the one that's cross continents the super uh, the hyperloop yes the hyperloop the hyperloop, the hyperloop it's a, it it can be a, really be a, a big change as well there is a lot of big changes coming. I don't know on the part of infrastructure, the ones that are really coming forward, or even how can could we uh, enhance our uh, our cities and make them better and more human? Uh, how how could we do this? Redo our cities? I don't know. Reconstruct our cities? Is it possible? That's a, a big question that I that I have as well today. You know, we, yeah. as we, we we built cities that were that is they are not so viable for the human for us, and, mm -hmm. you know, and not viable for our our own planet. So it is. So what what should we do about this? That that's what worries me. What worries me more, actually. Yeah, I think I think we have to we have to be a part of that change you know if if we are interested yeah. in doing that or creating that putting the teams together and putting the vision out there just like um uh, with small steps i think um similar like this podcast is designed to share with people 
and uh, it's the, the main the main goal or objective that we have for it is that uh people that is not familiar with technology that is not looking at this side of the construction and how things are, are changing can still like uh, listening to it and and understanding that uh there's actually a lot of people nowadays thinking about these radical changes you know because um uh I was talking with this with this uh, previous guest also uh, in in a small part that we didn't have the record for that, but uh, we're talking about uh, about how people that are, is using this technology, that is using Beam, that is using coding, programming, that is thinking about how can we change the industry. Uh, normally, it's not that uh, we have a group of ten people that we can see it, like in the same city or in the same place, uh, like face to face, you know, like. Normally, our industry has been changing a lot because we have internet and uh, because we can share ideas through LinkedIn, through YouTube, through forums, and it's 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 quite it's quite um, I would say it like strange maybe because uh, I love, for example, I love coding, Beam, and all this stuff, right? It's like a passion for me. Like uh, it just drives me crazy to go to these kind of problems. <laughs> uh, like those moments when you know you see it, you hate it, you're like oh so frustrated, but then you find it, and you're just so happy that you just progress on that. <laughs> yeah. And um, and these kind of things, uh, like actually, I can just share this with people through internet because it's really hard to have a a ton of friends. Like uh, yes. that. Okay, let's go and let's go and talk about just uh, geek stuff for construction, right? <laughs> so, so hope so hoping to 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 share this with people and 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 make the make the trying to collaborate. Let's say it like that, put it like that to to make the industry change and be more conscious about all the things that. Uh, well, just like like you, Luis, that we have been uh, in contact that you are developing, like uh, in our side, and other people about in the world are developing. So, because we are definitely, uh, I, I wouldn't say asking, but we are definitely trying to and pursuing to do a, a drastic change on the industry. Yeah. You know, so so at the end of the day, cities are are for that. You know, because uh, sorry, infrastructure in cities is is for this. You know, is uh, how can we build different how can we use the, the the technology different so we can build faster better and do it more human more conscious for the environment and have better sustainability and and yeah. and, and and as well as putting teams together because uh, there's so many topics so you you need so many experts uh, to put it in a way to yeah. to have all this uh, knowledge right <laughs> all this vision put yeah. it together yeah, in, in the era of internet, it's it's a lot of information. And I mean, it's an opportunity as well. And there is some people that I guess that don't don't really care about that, but it's really like everybody is, is catching the wave to evolve really fast in, in internet by by getting the right information to 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 make some filter to get also a, a good quality of information that's important. And uh, and I guess that uh, all of these this this capacity, all all these 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 things that you can do with internet, most of the people really don't don't know, don't don't really use that potential, you know, uh, yeah. the full potential of the internet. And uh, and I think that as the time passes, this will be will be a big change as well because. 
things will change much faster than we think. So uh, now it's changing and it will continue to change because the, the investment in the government and the, the, the world has changed. So now we, we have been becoming more a science society, I would say. So we, we, we are giving care about about science. We, we have been confronted with a lot of things as well that made us reflect about this. And I guess that uh, probably we will have huge changes and uh, technology will definitely be the, the, the big main factor of that. Yeah, yeah, it's, I totally agree with you. And, and I, I wanted to ask you, Luis, in your experience, uh, how, what, apart from BIM and, and the technology, what's, what's the main uh, change that you have uh, identified uh, in your career, in, your, in, your, in the process of, of the construction that you have? Uh, how, what's the, what is the main, well, what, what are the changes that you have identified, you know, when you start, you, you used to do like uh, maybe CAD drawings, I don't know, used to put it in a way, and then you changed to being, but uh, in construction terms, did you, did you find something else like changing like already? Yeah, I guess that uh, here in Brazil, there has been a lot of changes this year because being has become mandatory to, to companies. Uh, the government, every every project that you do for the government, which is the biggest consumer, I would say, here in our country of projects and services. So everything has to be in BIM uh, from now on. And, and that's pretty good. That's a really good achievement. And I think that we are one 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 step ahead of the world of most of the world because not not too many countries has been made mandatory but at the same time there was not so much planning <laughs> for this so everybody's doing a, a half a bin and they are <laughs> wanting like the whole bin and uh, uh, they don't want beam and they, they, oh, there's no yeah they, 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 they want a big they they want big maturity projects with with some high maturity projects with high maturity but bin is evolving yet here and okay. a lot of companies are not com uh, complying to the, the, the needs of, yeah. Yeah, of the compliance yeah but yeah. uh, the big change has been that here has been now being it's mandatory. So every That's project great. has That's to be, great. and there is a lot of projects going on right now because of that. And has been great year. Uh, in in January there there were projects in being, and you know it has been a great year for start a great start. Hey, that's that sounds really great. I I think beam is it's it's going to be mandatory at some moment in, in worldwide. Uh, it's definitely the the next the next step for it. Uh, and mandatory not in in the terms that let's control the whole information because we want the power of the information, right? But I think that we have to be as well um, pre conscious that having a beam 
having beam information for people to use in the future uh, for the projects is going to help really uh, to to build. You know, it's not like starting from scratch uh, anymore uh, when you do a construction or something. But uh, I think cities as well they they have to be uh, instead of just keep building more and more and more. I think we're gonna see uh, as, as well a lot of um, um, remodel uh, like uh, using spaces again and just changing so if you have to be the main models for it just like uh right now just models for the cities of london cities of uh, like france there we have like 3d models for the whole city you know where, where i think that's the definitely yeah. the next step for for technology and beam to get involved you know to to go and change from the size of just okay we are the model of a building to go for we are the model of the city and uh and people can 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 go and just like now that you can use Google Earth to or Google Maps to you know like get the whole uh, uh, view from from the street and and have to have a proper map really really in seconds. I think in the future what we're gonna see is uh, going inside a, an application probably similar to Google Earth or something like that and and go and grab like a model from that which we already okay. do you know we already do but uh, we I think we can do it with better information inside it. And I think not it's a, a different way. Yeah. Sorry? Not only geometry, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Geometry is, I mean, I think as architects, we all know that geometry is super cool. But uh nowadays, at least for me, uh geometry without data for construction equals to garbage, kind of, you know, like it's not yeah. <laughs> it's not valuable, it's not helping anyone, it's not it's it's not uh, bringing the next step, you know, like. Uh, I I think to be honest, like a pre-drawing, uh, like a pre-shape, a pre-geometry, like anyone can do that with proper creativity and sitting and being patient. You know, like it's, I think creativity is the is the beauty that we have as a humans compared to a machine. Like uh, yeah. humans, we are creative for for by nature. You know, we we tend to be creative yeah. in, in the things that we do. So so it's it's basically that nature that we have of create. But uh, but combining creativity with the logics and the and the part, the rational thinking of of our of our creativity as well, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that's the next step of evolving what what we have. Right? That's the, at the end of the day, artificial intelligence and machine learning and all this process is 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 kind of this, you know, creativity mixed with with the logics of and the beauty of maths and things like that. So. Exactly. Definitely yeah. next step to if you are if you are if if you are listening right now, I will really advise you to to start like thinking what kind of information can you use in your geometry because normally this is a question that uh, when we are doing designs we don't really think like uh, what what are the things that I have to look for information in a geometry right? Yeah, and with being the the, the building becomes more complex, right? When when we talk about uh embed information in the model we, we are talking about the soul of the building actually it's the soul of the prototype you know uh, i i would say for me now before well after getting to know bin and better and better i've noticed that you know a, a model without information is a model without soul so it's, yeah. it's, <laughs> i like that one <laughs> A model with us, so. yeah. So it's it has to be to have that information because it's 
it's it's one of the main things in in, in bin has a, as well uh, demanded much more competency as well of the professionals to really get to know construction uh, and because it's it's not just a design software but a construction software so mm. it's, it's not like you are designing something uh, in the in the same way that we designed before, we, we are constructing it virtually. So it's it's this big step ahead uh, of simply 2D design or 3D design without information. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 a different perspective. Like um, I still and I still think that um, uh, this kind of uh, of 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 knowledge is missing in the universities as well. Uh, I even if BIM's been out for like a long, long time, um, we know that at the end of the day, like uh, the people that really needs to do, to start like getting to this is people that is just uh, uh, well, is in university or is just finishing uh, the university because without really sharing, without really uh, passing the knowledge to to more and more people, uh, it's going to be as well a, a bit difficult to get to the point that uh, some people are already like ambitioning or like ambitioning and looking to go to a goal that probably they are like 10 years like uh, in front from other people right so to try to uh, simplify or like uh, make this gap of knowledge smaller between the the people that is uh, yeah. involved in in, the, in BIM let's uh, we, we have to well we have to to keep sharing at the end right that's the only way yeah. to, to do this uh, beauty and create these beauty souls for buildings. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. have, having buildings without souls, I think it's just like a, it's just like having a human without a soul. Like <laughs> it, yeah. it, it doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and we we need that information for, for the buildings and, and because of many things as as we mentioned. So uh, I think that. Possibly, uh, being will evolve more and more as well, and uh, I think that the the high maturity is what we all want to achieve. The the yeah. project integration have a diverse team with engineers and architects, and every kind of background professionals, um, and. When you when we get to that maturity, I, I would say that we, we will see the real power of being uh, the ones that had that opportunity to do a fully integrated model. Uh, it's really it's really interesting. You you can see the difference. Like wow, how can you do that in such a exactly such a such a such a quality and time and budget, it's really, you know, it's really amazing, actually, yeah. the, the process of, of an integrated design with BIM. I, I, like, I like this term that you, are, uh, that you are using, the high maturity of a building. It, it sounds super interesting. Uh, Luis, we're coming to the end of, of this episode. Uh, uh, before we go and we say goodbye, uh, anything else you wanna you wanna share with the audience? Something uh, for them about the industry? Uh, uh, a last comment for it? 
Yeah, I I would say to everyone uh, to um, you know start to to get interest about these these subjects like programming and and automation in your sector, whatever sector you are, is and because this will be a really a big change and everybody will be affected and. If you are uh, one step ahead, it, it will be much better for you. And uh, it, you will evolve as a professional. You, you will you train your mind and don't ever stop to, to studying and evolving as a professional, because I think that this is really important to, to us all, uh, independently of your sector. So I would say this, that uh, keep learning, uh, lifelong learning always and yeah. and let's go let's go forward always forward nice nice well Luis thanks thank you so much for uh, uh, being our guest today uh, really really happy to say that uh, Luis is the first guest that we have from Brazil from South America uh, we are trying to reach uh, different guests and different people from all over the world for this podcast and uh uh, it's a pleasure to have uh, Brazil already on our list, uh, being like our first check, hoping to keep talking with more people from Brazil. Uh, I know there's like a lot of, I know there's a lot of talented people in Brazil as well. Uh, I, I completely uh, believe that talented people is not uh, just from one country, but uh, it's people from all over the world that is uh, reaching and is pursuing and going forward, just like Elise was saying. So thanks again, Luis, for, for being here. Um, hopefully we'll speak again uh, to share more about this in, in the future coming for the industry. And uh, thanks, everyone. Have a, have a good way. Okay, thank you, Samuel. And thanks for Alice for the opportunity as well. And we'll see each other in other talks. And it was really an interesting talk. Yeah. And, Bye-bye. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Bye.